Hello and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that change everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible and ultimately pushed them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. I'm Jeff, and once again, I have the privilege of talking to amazing people who are just absolutely innovating in their particular entrepreneurial space. And this is a chance for us to hear their stories. And today's guest had a family medical scare that eventually inspired what's been an almost 17 plus year in the making medical staffing business and eventually the, the founding of his own business, Atlas Med Staff, where he currently serves as the owner and vice president. Please welcome Rich Smith. Welcome, Rich. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, we're grateful that you took the time to talk with us today. I can't wait to kind of dig into your story. But before we do, tell us, what does Atlas Med Staff do? We are a travel nurse staffing company. So there are, and honestly, 17 years ago, before I met that travel nurse that fateful day, I didn't even know this industry existed. So it nurses, hospitals will hire nurses from a company like us to fill three months, six months, nine months gaps in their scheduling. So say a nurse gets sick, leaves unexpectedly, has a baby, any of those things, they will bring in a travel nurse to fill that spot for just mm. that amount of time. Interesting. And so, and, and so if, if a hospital needed services, you guys, and you do, do you service the entire uh, country right now or? Yes. All 50 States. Awesome. Awesome. And you guys, I was, I was noticing, yeah, you're coming up on a decade of service there, um, which is exciting. Do you guys have anything special planned for the anniversary? <laughs> That's a pretty big milestone. Yeah, we're working on it. it. There's a couple of good ideas. Quite honestly, you know, last year was, was uh, it was a challenge. And so sure. some of those ideas we put on the back burner just a little bit, but, and it's, uh, it, it's been pretty good so, so far here in 2021. So hey, we're yeah. back at full speed ahead. Awesome. Well, let's go. Let's go back in time. Let's talk about the the incident that kind of happened in your life that introduced you to this concept. Yeah. So when my oldest daughter, who just turned twenty one, uh, just not too this last year, uh, my when my oldest daughter was three months old, she got influenza A, and mm. of course, I knew dad. I had no idea. I was scared out of my mind. So I took her to Children's Hospital here to the ER here in Omaha. And uh, the nurse that took care of her name's Riley. Uh, the nurse that took care of Riley was just the just I think she did a better job with me than she actually did with Riley, <laughs> quite honestly. Sure. Uh, but she was the most kind, gentle, sweet woman that I think I'd, I'd met in a long time. And part of it was because I probably was hysterical as a new dad. I had no idea what to do. And uh so after, you know, after talking to her a little bit, found out that she's not from here, that uh, she had just come here for a contract and her contract was almost up. And then she was going to Seattle next for her next contract. She was going to Children's Hospital in Seattle. And I after that, I mean, never saw her again or whatever. And so 
uh, fast forward just a little bit, I was working in financial services and uh, the guy that I worked for before had left and started a medical staffing company and he called me and he was like, hey, I'm doing this new thing. It's called travel nurse staffing. You want to come do this? Like I need some good people. And instantly I went right back to that time and thought, man, I, because I loved it. I loved working in financial services. I was new, I did new accounts and customer service and I just, I loved it. And I, I just thought, you know what, this, this is a sign there's something here. And so I took the leap and now 17, almost 18 years later, here I am. Yeah. And you worked, so you worked there for a little while. How long did you work there? I was there for just about eight years. Okay. And then you decided we, we can do, you know, I've got an idea for the system on my own or how, how did you come to start your own? Um, I, well, I got fired and, okay. and it was the best thing that ever happened to me, quite honestly. Wow. Tell so, me about that. I, so I, uh, I, w- I was very successful there. Um, I was a client manager. I just worked on the, I worked on the hospital side. So our recruiters would send nurses profiles to me. I would figure out, okay, this nurse wants to, she's an ER nurse. She wants to go to Kansas City area. Okay, I've got ER jobs open in Kansas City. I would send them to my hospital contacts there. Mm-hmm. They would do the interview, give the offer back to me. I'd relay the offer back to the recruiter. There you go. Mm-hmm. And I did I did very, very well there. And, but as any startup, so I started with them as a startup. As any startup went, it, it, they got to, they went from the startup phase to kind of the, uh, the grown-up phase. Mm-hmm. And I didn't always agree with some of the choices that they made. And sometimes I, I talk before I think, <laughs> and especially when I was younger, I've learned as I get older to maybe think through things in my head before I talk. <laughs> but back then I didn't. And quite honestly, that was, it was okay because it was one of those things where maybe I was just stuck and sure. I really wanted to do something on my own. I always thought about doing it, uh, but I just, I never had the opportunity and getting fired gave me the opportunity to do it. Wow. Yeah. And I think it's so it's interesting that there are probably other folks out there that that's their story right there. Uh, or maybe they're in that between place. They just left the place um, and that they're where you were that many, you know, 10 years ago or 11 years ago. Wow. Uh, what was so what was the next step then for you? Like, tell me about that process where you're like, you know what, I'm I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this myself. It was it was the most awesome, scary thing that's ever happened, I think. It, it was it was fun and terrifying, and it, it was I wanted to get up and go to work every day, but at the same time I was like, okay, I don't. Then I, you know, I have two or three employees that re- rely on us for you know their car payment, house payment. Like this is they're the employee, and and you know I'm the I'm the employer. Like I'm the guy now all of a sudden, and that was in your head. It's hard in my head at least. It was hard mm-hmm. to kind of get to that point after being an employee for so long. But then realizing like you can affect real change by doing this on your own, being an entrepreneur and doing it on your own and trying to do it yourself, understanding that our industry, staffing nurses in general is a very personal industry, right? Nurses, nurses are, it's a very personal thing when a nurse comes in and takes care of you or your child or, you know, grandparents or whoever. And it was travel nursing was always a very transactional industry before it was just a job i'm just getting you a job and then in three months i'm going to talk to you again i'm going to get you another job there was no person it wasn't personal at all and i thought you know what this this is one of those those got there's got to be a better way kind of things mm-hmm. there's got to be a better way and and because onboarding is very very expensive 
when you onboard a new traveler, a new nurse, because they're RW2. We we handle everything. We handle mm. their insurance. We handle, you know, everything. We've got insurance on our end and all of that. And so turnover costs a ton of money. And I thought you could be way more, we could be way more efficient than everyone else out there if we just make it more personal. If mm-hmm. we if we make that relationship between the recruiter and the nurse as personal as possible. They're each invested in, in each other's success or failures along the way. And so that really changed things for us. And that gave us that trajectory that we needed to grow and, and really become, to really get off the ground. Because there's a lot of companies in our industry that they may, they may stick around for a year or two and, and just do okay, but they can't grow. They can't get to that next level because they don't, they don't have the secret sauce. They don't like, who are they? They're just another face in the crowd. Yeah. Well, tell me, tell me how you guys did that then when you first started, like, how did you go to market? What was that, What were some of the obstacles that you found as you were trying to start this business? The, I mean, the biggest one was there are, there are business obstacles. Uh, obviously there uh, that workers' comp insurance is a is a beast, and it was something that I didn't fully understand. And so we made some and we made some blunders along the way. Uh, nine months in, we had our first workers' comp claim where a nurse had stepped off a curb and broke both of her ankles. Oh wow! And nine, yeah, it was rough, man. And so nine months in, in a brand new company, in in a staffing niche that isn't necessarily uh, looked on fondly by some insurance companies. We became almost uninsurable. And so it was it was a tough, tough road. But setting ourselves apart and differentiating us from everything else and going and pitching, not only are we pitching to hospitals, like this is how we're different and this is how our travelers are different. And we have this relationship with these nurses. It's pitching that to those insurance companies too, or or banks or whoever, like showing them it's it's why and you can see this obviously. This is a it's a uh, podcast, but I'm wearing a shirt that says where you belong. And that became a cornerstone for us. Like branding ourselves is not only where you belong, like where the travelers belong, but where our recruiters belong as well. And then with our bank partners and our insurance partners, like it became kind of almost like a a full 360 for everybody. Like we're all in this together. We're all working together. And the end, who, who benefits from this at the end? It's the patient in the hospital that our nurse takes care of. And Mm -hmm. that could be your mom or that could be your son or whoever that is. And telling that compelling story along the way really got us to where we are now. Awesome. And again, a decade is a long time. As I said before, that's, that's no small feat um, and, a, and a tremendous milestone. What do you, what have you guys been doing kind of to, to innovate? Like what, where do you think some of the tipping points were that made you guys successful in what you're doing? So I, like I said, the biggest thing was making that, making the experience as personal as possible and understanding who that person is. Cause we never meet, we don't necessarily meet all of our travelers. Like we've met quite a few of them, but we, we don't get to meet them all face to face or understand exactly who they are. And so it's on our recruiters to have those conversations and find out like what makes them tick and what do they really, besides work, cause we all have work and we all do what we do or whatever. Then we have hobbies and other stuff outside of this. So we figured out, look, we could take a certain percentage of our profit and we set that aside and we called it the Atlas Adventure. So after that first contract, when they extend or they go to a second contract, so they're in the six month period, which is more profitable for a business. We're not doing onboarding for a brand new client or anything Mm -hmm. like that for a brand Mm -hmm. new employee. 
we take that and we do we ask them like okay you're going to albuquerque new mexico what do you want to do like let's do something fun like you want to you've never been to a, a pro football game let's let's go to phoenix and go see the cardinals play you want to go you want to ride in a hot air balloon i'll book that for you so we mm. we take that piece we pay for it and then we send them on that adventure and that that little bit that little thing helped separate us from the pack and we've done other little things too like we never forget a birthday we never forget an anniversary that includes like pets birthdays like we don't we don't forget their pets birthdays we understand look their their dog is just as important to them maybe as their boyfriend in some cases or or you know their kids or whatever so never ever forgetting those little things along the way and sending them cars and maybe even if it's just a, a 25 or a 50 dollar amazon card in a card saying happy birthday makes all the difference in the world because they're however many miles from their family, however many miles from their friends, separated from everybody else, living in an unknown place. You give them just that little bit, that little bit of kindness. Mm-hmm. And that keeps, and that keeps them as an employee that keeps them with us. And that's, that has really been, that's what separated us from the beginning. And that's something that we continue to do today. I, lo- I love having some of these interviews when I ask people, how are you innovating in the, and they go right for the the people, right? Right for the employees. You don't always think of that. Like people think, oh, well, I am implemented this technology or we, we started this new, you know, process or we did this thing. And, and it's so funny how many of these stories, not funny, not funny, haha, but just like, I love the fact that so many of these stories come down to like, you know what? We innovated because we, we treated our employees Right. And it sounds like you guys are doing that. So, so what else about your employee culture is kind of unique there? So we, uh, it, it was very, I, I downplay this because nothing about last year was easy, obviously, when the pandemic started, but we always had a very open office policy where we don't nope, we don't have a PTO policy. Like you can just take time off when you need it. You mm. communicate that to whoever you report to and you take that time as, as much as you need, whenever you need it. It, the proof is in the pudding, especially for salespeople. Like they, they'll continue to work, they'll continue to be successful. But if they want to go to Belize for eight weeks or eight weeks for you know eight days or whatever and take a vacation, go, go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, we every every one of our employees has a laptop and a home setup with two screens and a docking station. So they everything they have here in the office, they got at their home office too. So when when the world shut down last year in March. It was very easy. It was a flip of a switch. And like, mm-hmm. okay, here you go. Just take your laptop. And if you need anything from us, our, our IT department is ready. Go home. And we didn't miss a beat. Did you find a, 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 a larger demand for the services that you guys have during the pandemic because of, of you know, what was going on with hospitals? It was interesting. Yeah. At first, yes. Um, at first, our hospital, our hospital system here in the United States was hundred percent ready, even maybe more than a hundred percent ready for what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. It didn't quite catch up though in time. So mm-hmm. hospitals didn't really start filling up. And and obviously, I mean the deaths were still occurring, but people hospitalizations kind of they were they didn't really start happening until June, July, in into August. Mm-hmm. So we saw a, a job drop off. So we instantly saw a spike, then there was a drop into the summer, July, August timeframe that's when we really saw the spike in demand. So that's mm-hmm. when hospitalizations went up, deaths went up. Um, and, and so we, and we've been writing that, you've been writing, we have been writing that spike ever since. So it's still very, very high. 
the rates that we bill hospitals at for those travelers is still very high. Uh, and I don't, there'll be some change coming. It will level out a little bit. Our industry is, it, no matter what, is always a cycle. And it, it will always just kind of cycle through. We will hit a lower time again. It won't be as dramatic as last year, though. Yeah. How do you plan for those kinds of spikes and rise and fall? Uh, I mean, obviously, you couldn't know this was going to happen, but right. um, you're able to, you know, with good planning, temp- typically a company can can ride that wave and be okay. What did you guys do? We anticipating that because we lived through, myself and, and uh, Steve Ryan, my business partner here that, that run the company together, lived through 0809. And so we understood kind of what happened to what happened to the industry then. And then what could happen now? So it's everything's very, you know, keep salaries low, keep the, you know, the number of employees is is relative, uh, but keep salaries low, but then bonus structures high. So if the company's doing well, everybody's doing well. Company isn't doing so well, everybody kind of follows that same, that, that you know, that's that same curve. So make sure that, you know, hiring plan, the hiring plan didn't change necessarily. It just mm-hmm. kind of paused for a while. And then, we, we're right back to it again now that you now the things have picked up. Yeah. Do you think there were any um, specific tipping and maybe the 08, 09 period? What, what, uh, what specific like tipping points do you think you kind of have hit uh, other milestones that, that kind of occurred to, to lead you to the success you guys have today? You know, I, I think that was part of it. Timing was timing really was everything where, our our industry travel nursing hasn't been around necessarily for that long, or the the widespread use hasn't been around for that long. Whereas mm-hmm. maybe in other industries where IT staffing or clerical, they're very used to the gig economy, where they're just taking one job and then take another job. It took a while to get to that for for healthcare for for travel healthcare to get there. Um, it has finally caught up though, and it caught up. A couple, uh, you know, probably eight ish, eight, seven, eight years ago. And so we were positioned in the right place to ride that wave straight up and, mm-hmm. you know, understanding that's that that was the way it was going. And um, so, and I'm very kind of interested <laughs> in like the kind of uh, nurse who, who chooses this kind of life. Like, is it, do they like to travel? Is that why they would go into this? It's almost like the a different uh, um, like would you would think maybe they would want to find some place and, and settle down. Is it because they just like to do the traveling? Is that a different type of nurse? Um, you know what? It's a little bit of both. So mm-hmm. it, in the beginning, so seventeen ish years ago, eighteen years ago, almost when I started, it was older nurses that maybe had re- they're they're close to retirement. Uh, their kids were out of school, their husband was going to retire, that type of thing. Like they were mm. ready to go and just, this was the end of their career for them. And and so they would take these kinds of jobs. That has shifted dramatically where we're seeing nurses with two, three, four years experience on, in a perm job in a hospital, leaving and going because they love traveling and they want to experience different things. They yeah. want to live in Alaska. They want to live in upstate New York. Like they want to know what that's like because they don't, they don't know yet. They have no mm-hmm, idea. And mm-hmm. they have the ability to take that kind of take that contract. Now you'll see uh, we we have found and it, you know it's anywhere between maybe 2 years to 6 years is kind of the life cycle of a of a travel nurse out there on the road doing it all the time until they find something they really really want to do a, a place they really want to stay. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm, a, a place where they really want to stay. So 
It's yeah. they'll take that contract and then they'll call their recruiter and they'll be like, Hey, this is it. I, I love it here in Denver, Colorado. I'm staying. Sure. Yeah. It, it seems like the medical equivalent of like, you know, working for an airline or something is just, you love to, to kind of be in a new place every few months and just see the world a little bit. And then, and then, yeah, finally decide uh, where you want to be. That's kind of right. an interesting. Um, it, it, makes our, it makes my job so much fun because I, like I have three kids. I'm, I'm here in Omaha for a while. Like I'm not going anywhere. I, I live vicariously through their adventures and through the pictures that they send and, you know, that type of thing. I love it. I think it's so much fun to watch. Yeah. And I see that you guys put some of the stories of uh, up on your website and kind of track what, what folks are doing and what the, what adventures that they're having, uh, in that process. It just, it sounds like a really neat, uh, neat idea for a company. I mean, I just, it looks like you stumbled across something really interesting. Um, tell me about the future of, uh, of the company. What do you guys kind of have for the next 10 years? We, uh, you know what, that's, that's a good question. I can tell you, I can tell you three to five years because sure, sure. the industry has changed so rapidly. Um, it'd be, it, it would almost, yeah, it'd be foolish to try to say in 10 years, we'll be <laughs> sure. I really don't know. Here's what I can tell you in three to five years. The industry will continue to consolidate because it was very, very awesome seven, eight years ago to start that new company. Mm -hmm. And so there'll be some continu continued consolidation. Uh, we have, we've grown to the 15th largest travel nurse staffing company in the country. We plan to be in the top 10 in three years. We're on track to do that. Uh, that'll happen through some acquisitions. We aren't very strong in the allied health department. So physical therapy, occupational therapy, x-ray, mammogram, that type of thing. There, there are a number of, of allied health professionals that do the exact same thing that travel nurses do that we, one, have a lot to learn about first. And then two, there are companies out there that we could acquire that would just make us stronger. Yeah. And so is that the plan then? You've got, you're eyeing some different companies to bring under the, the umbrella and just yes. ex explode from there. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait. We did our first acquisition in 2019 and it was a blast. We had so much fun and we got some great employees out of it too. It was, it was a good time. I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. Tell me about that process. Cause I think there's a lot of folks who, who, who <laughs> might not view it as something that's going to be a blast. Um, tell, um, tell them why it was enjoyable for you. How did you make that a fun experience? I, I, I believe and, and I believe if you ask the, the employees that we got from that, that came over, not only the travel nurses, but the, the actually the uh, internal employees that we got from that acquisition, um, just introducing them to the culture that we have here and who we are and how, mm. okay, you're, you were staffing every day and that's fun. That was awesome. And I, I it, you know, they probably, they probably enjoyed their job if they wanted to stay on with us. Let me show you a different way. Let me mm -hmm. show you how you can make this something that you are excited to get up for every single morning and do. And that's, I think that was the, that was the key for us. If you ask them, I believe they would tell you that exact same story. Yeah. So again, it comes back to, to the people like you, you're for you, it was exciting to yeah. be able to bring folks into this culture. Yeah. 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 Well, before we go, I want to make sure you have a chance to tell folks how to find you, your website and uh, stuff like that. AtlasMedStaff.com. Uh, that's the first place to start. Uh, we do a ton on Facebook. So we have, I have a full-time brand team, uh, that six employees total, uh, including a brand manager that, uh, that run that team. It's all about telling the stories of our travelers and our recruiters online. And so mm -hmm. you can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com backslash AtlasMedStaff. 
You can find us that way. And don't take my word for it. Listen to what everyone else says. It We have a great time doing it, and it's affecting the lives of tons of patients all across the country through the travelers that we put in, the, in those hospitals. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing your story. And uh, best of luck to you. Thank you so much. And thanks to you again for listening to What Makes Them Tip, innovations that change everything. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arkalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arkalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time. Thank you.